What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Hi, friends and listeners. As you start thinking about wrapping up 2020, finishing strong, of course, in this this year, but also beginning a new year, some of the thoughts you may have are, okay, how can I take advantage of a new, fresh year? How can I become my best? How can I increase my productivity 30 to 50%? And how can I be excellent in time management and to consistently do what matters most while having peace and balance in my life? Well, the 2021 Becoming Your Best Planner is designed to specifically help you and support you realize those dreams, whether you're working remotely in your office or or in the field. You can order your 2021 dated Becoming Your Best Planner now to help you get an early start on the new year. Simply go to becomingyourbest.com, hit the planner icon, and you will receive a 20% discount. Act now to start getting mentally set for a great 2021. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. Wherever you may be in the world today, this is your host, Steve Schallenberger. And we have a really exceptional guest with us today. He has accrued over 15 years of business experience in which nearly a decade of those years were dedicated to the tech and mobile space. And you can find him on numerous top podcasts where he shares neuromarketing insights on how businesses can grow and thrive. So welcome, Felix Kao. Hi, Stephen. It's a pleasure to meet you. and It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's uh, I've been looking forward to it. And before we get started today, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Felix. He has been featured in major media outlets such as the HuffPost, Adweek, App Advice, and has also appeared on a major Canadian morning radio show to talk about neuromarketing and also other applications of that, such as elections. <laughs> and today at his neuromarketing company called Happy Buying Brain, he is combining his 15 years of business experience with his educational background in biological science and psychology to help businesses truly understand what makes their customers' brains tick, and especially when it comes to better achieving customer brand loyalty over their competitors. And so this is uh, what we're going to talk about today. I can't wait. And Felix, before we jump into this, tell us about your background, including any turning points in your life that have had a significant impact on you and maybe how you've gotten to where you are today. Absolutely, Stephen. Uh, I'd love to share uh, the story of actually how we came about to where we are today. So um, with my narrow uh, marketing company, Happy Brian Bridge, it's um, kind of like a perfect storm or a perfect marriage of, um, you know, the educational background combining with long history of business experience 
and all that coming together at the, the perfect time. And I'll dive into you know each of those aspects, and then that way we could see how um, you know those three elements kind of came together to take to where we're at today. So if you and I Stephen, were you know, 20 years ago, um, you'd probably be the you know the, the shyest 18 year old or 19 year old university uh, student. Um, you know I was more focused on getting into uh, medical school or more specifically optometry. So this, um, you know, really had a strong indulgence and interest for, um, you know, like the biological sciences. So during those years, you know, it's uh, more just being a bookworm and just like absorbing all of this um, theory and, you know, all information that comes from uh, any books that I can get my hands on pretty much. And uh, that also at the same time had an interest in terms of, psychology and how the mind work but all that time it's uh, you know I was more didn't really have that um, ability to go out there and have that intimate and personal conversation with um, you know a lot of people that now we're able to form relationships with over the many years but what was a big turning point with was that shortly after introduced to the self-employment world so um, that's where it took me from more of kind of like the book smarts and book theory type of world and now more to like every day we're talking to, um, you know, and meeting new people. So, um, you know, that uh, the self-employment world really revolved around, um, you know, the, like the insurance industry, the finance industry, and the investment industry. So, um, you know, after spending a few years in there, that was a really big eye-opener in terms of like how the real practical world really worked. Um, it was more than just sitting at a desk and just, um, you know, just learning from what the professor was um, teaching us. And um, so now we're actually taking the information that we're learning and we're applying it to conversations where there is no specific A, B, C, D route. It, it can take on many different pathways. And it's just being able to um, understand, to, um, you know, kind of read the verbal and nonverbal cues of what makes, um, you know, communication really, really effective. So that really segued us into the mobile world, uh, which is technology in about 2010. During that time, we, um, you know, we worked with a lot of influencers that had large followings during that time. Um, you know, we built uh, social networks, games, got our hands pretty much on, on everything. And what we saw, um, approaching, you know, 2018, 2019 was that we were heading into another technological or technology revolution, similar to how, you know, the 2000s brought about the internet. And then the 2010s were more like the iPhones, Androids, and, and mobile phones. So now when we look at the landscape, we saw that uh, virtual reality will probably look like something that's really at the cusp of really starting to explode. And we noticed that the core of a lot of these innovations uh, revolved around neuroscience. Anything that when you look at history with, that had um, you know, any concepts that are very similar with um, any particular trends that become popular, they also become popular as well. So we looked at the landscape and we figured out outside of technology, where can we apply neuroscience to? And when I looked at the business world, that's how we came to the conclusion that as uh, neuroscience and virtual reality become a lot more familiarized and popularized and mainstream, then so will concepts that actually embody the neuroscience aspect of it will become more mainstream as well. And that's how we got to come up with our near marketing company today, Happy Vine Brain. Okay, that was a great background. That was very helpful. Thank you. Let's talk about it. What is neuromarketing? Absolutely. So neuromarketing is combining neurosciences with sales and marketing strategies to help companies solve their business challenges much more effectively. 
So, um, you know, and for your podcast, it's yeah, about becoming your best, right? So you really, really what we want to do is understand the brain on what's really happening so that, you know, how does it really influence um, behaviors, whether that's consumer behaviors to get influence um, consumers to make purchases or, um, you know, sometimes just to overcome things that is um, preventing people from, let's say, reaching their potential or taking action in general. Right. So let's you, you mentioned becoming your best. Thank you so much for that. And I love this whole idea of the happy buying brain. So I'm thinking that we're really talking about marketing at a different level. Exactly. So just to give us an, some context to it. So um, traditional marketing is more to understand the what. So we would understand the strategies. Um, they would exist, for example, any paid ads, um, you know, any SEO, for example, social media campaigns, but the neuromarketing marketing side of it really takes it to a, an exponentially higher level because we're looking to now the how and the why something happens. So just like how we talked about in business, we always want to understand why something happens, right? So that's that way, you know, we're able to make tweaks to that situation. And then, um, you know, we're in better, better control to kind of set it up for position things for the outcome that we're looking to achieve from it. Right. Felix, can you give us a case study of an example of an organization or product or service that may be approached by a traditional marketing approach? And how would you transform it, making it neuromarketing? Sure. So let me give you an industry example, for example. So if you look at the industry, let's look at like luxury brands, for example. So the primal brain, so what it is, is your brain is really separated into two parts, right? Just to simplify it. So you have, everybody's familiar with your logical part of the brain. So that's more like your rational thinking. It's, it's there for long-term and for planning. But also there's very little shared or very little, um, right now people are talking about what is called the primal brain. So the primal brain is pretty much the part of your brain that sits at your brainstem. So the base of your brain, right? So it's really responsible for two main things. It's responsible for, number one, your reproductive success, and number two, your survival, right? So your primal brain is actually guided by what we call six primitive instincts, and one of them is actually status. So when uh, luxury companies actually apply neuroscience or neuromarketing to their marketing campaigns, for example, they want to craft now their core messaging so that it helps the individual actually fulfill one of the six major uh, primitive instincts that uh, all individuals are looking to fulfill, and that is status. So, for example, when you look at a luxury brand, like like one of the sports cars, for example, like let's say Lamborghini and so forth, they're really appealing to the elite status, right? So because with elite status, how that ensures survival success is that usually the more status somebody has, um, they have access to, let's say, more resources and also on the reproduction side, usually they have more access to meeting opportunities as well. So that's how you know a company would utilize their marketing to really connect with their consumers on that primitive level. Okay, so what you're saying then is that you're taking your marketing to another level and using the six primitive instincts, and, and this is the neuroscience part of it and how you take it to another level. Exactly. Okay, well, that's uh, that's very interesting. So how can neuromarketing, or at least having a strong understanding of neuroscience, help people become the best version of themselves? 
That's a great question, Stephen. So let's actually, you know, ask, let's reframe it. So let's ask what prevents people from becoming the best versions of themselves. Usually it's number one, fear. And number two is rejection. Usually those are the two main obstacles that really prevent people from either taking action or from reaching their potential. Would you agree with that, Stephen? Well, I've never thought about it from that point of view. Maybe also I was thinking when you asked that question, lack of knowledge, lack of knowing how to do it. Exactly. So that fits right into there as well. So, I, so in, in a similar vein, we could kind of group that, that up with the fear of not knowing. It's almost like how someone would enter a situation and what happens if um, they get asked a question that they don't know the answer to, um, you know, how would that uh, impact that, um, you know, like how people view them. And of course, there's a neuroscience to that as well, is that the reason why that fear of rejection and, and, and the fear of uncertainty is such a strong inhibitor for people to take action is that, so if we were to rewind back to our ancestral days. So what that would mean is that the survival value of belonging to a tribe would essentially increase the chances of an individual survival by multiple times, simply because when you're hunting, you have higher success of, um, let's say, um, you know, securing the food source or um, let's say if a lion came or some wild animal, then at least that you have a, you know, as a group, the group would have a much more successful time or a chance of defending themselves during that time. So the fear of rejection or the fear of uncertainty, it actually ties in with what would happen to the survival of somebody if they actually got removed or kicked out of a tribe. So if someone got kicked out of a tribe back in our ancestral days, the chances of survival and passing on their genes to the next generation dramatically decreases. So once we understand that, what's happening on that primal level, so the primal brain the best way to describe it is it's almost like an overprotective but irrational parent. So here, once um, somebody's able to understand where that source of that mentality comes from, then it's, it's much more easier to understand that these fears are, um, they're not actually like real dangers to their survival. And that could be the first step to, um, you know, coming up with the courage to take that initial step forward so that the process can get started, which um, a lot of people are, um, you know, definitely, it prevents them from, from taking action. And for example, um, you know, if we ask the majority of the people, is a famous saying, what's more scary than death? And the number one answer is public speaking. So if we're to take a step back from that, you know, there's a lot of people that, unfortunately, they have so much talent and so much to share with the world that their fear and, and fear of getting rejected rejected, for example, actually prevents them from capitalizing and pursuing these opportunities that could actually make their lives and the people that they touch a lot, lot better. Oh, this is fascinating. And of course, as we've discussed, the these 12 principles of highly successful leaders that, that I've done a great deal of research on are things that are these 12 principles we saw over and over and over again among those that are high performers. But it really sounds like there's even another dimension here as we think about the application of the 12 principles in regards to high performers. So why should high performers learn about the neuromarketing or neuroscience and the importance of understanding this primal brain and reaching new heights of success? I'm interested in how these dovetail. (laughs) 
Sure, absolutely. I think that's a great segue to um, your previous question in terms of how our brain processes fear, simply because the primal brain is there and one of the number one goal is to protect ourselves, right? So anything that kind of feels kind of feels not right or you get that uh, feeling in the gut, for example, that's something that unfortunately prevents a lot of people from carrying through with that sort of action that would actually take them to that next pinnacle in their career or in their relationships, for example. So the number one thing is understanding how does the primal brain work in relation to the logical brain. So a lot of our decisions are actually stem from the primal brain as, as much as, and this is a surprising study that was done by a Harvard uh, professor by the name of Gerald Zeltman. So he released a paper in 2003 and he says that as much as our everyday behaviors are um, up to 95% are influenced by our subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind is actually, um, you know, it, it, it lives in the, the primal brain. It's kind of like it's always on, but it's also on autopilot at the same time. And, uh, and if it's not trained correctly, then it also defaults to um, you know, irrational thoughts and behaviors as well. So that's why it's so important to understand when somebody is reluctant to do something, it's very rare that you hear them say, like, I don't think about it. You're more likely to hear them say, like, I don't feel like it, because that feeling or emotion actually stems from the primal brain. So, you know, the way that, um, but the, the great thing about the human brain in total is that once someone becomes conscious about the changes that they want to make, what ends up happening is the logical brain could actually inhibit a lot of the, um, let's say, impulses that the primal brain uh, initially puts out. So in a way, um, you know, it allows, let's say, an individual or high performer to reach that next level by now having, by being a master of that primal brain. So how do people, Felix, learn about the different dimensions of the primal brain so they can harness it so it's not in the way, but it helps them succeed? Sure. Like I think number one is right now is the courses out there. Joining uh, neuromarketing or neuroscience communities is a great way to learn. Connecting with people that are in neuromarketing as well as in the field of neuroscience. That would be the number one thing is just to join communities and get uh, connected with people where, um, you know, it'd be a great opportunity to share, um, you know, the, the abundance of knowledge, how to help somebody understand the primal brain, its role in our everyday decision-making and our actions. And then also, you know, what can be done to make the primal brain work for us, so to speak, as opposed to just having it go off in a zone and, and just have, have it run in a million different directions and really prevent people from becoming the best version of themselves. Right. And, and Felix, how does NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, fit in with this discussion that we're having? I think it's closely related to uh, or associated with neuromarketing. I think it's one part of the neuroscience because we're just understanding what it is is for the NLP is you're just applying the neurosciences to the application of language or how words are communicated with, um, you know, between uh, one person to another person. That's how, you know, the, for example, a company or a brand wants to get their core messaging and really resonate with their audience on that primal level then, um, you know, just um, using the right words, for example, may be the big difference between then a very effective and a message that connects with their audience on an emotional level versus one that may connect with the audience on a logical level, 
But if it doesn't have that emotional grab to it, then the persuasive power of the brand messaging becomes greatly diminished. Right. Okay. Well, thank you on that. And and with all the changes to everyday life due to COVID and disasters that are going on, what are some distinct advantages the neuromarketing and neuroscience offers to help people adapt and evolve in this new environment that we're in? That's a very interesting question. So right now, um, I think everybody would agree that we're living in a very um, no different and interesting time where unless somebody has gone through uh, a pandemic before, then they would have some sort of insight of what is going to unfold after this. But I think for, you know, the majority of the people around the globe, this is a new experience. They're just been around for, you know, in business for one year all the way through to, you know, someone who's very well seasoned. So the best way to think about it is right now the primal brain is in this hyper state of anxiety, um, you know, uncertainty, fear. There's a lot of turbulence and chaos that's happening and discord that's happening around the globe. So right now, the main mission for brands in order for a company to connect with their audience, especially the the audience that's living in this new normal, is to understand, first of all, like what a brand is, right? So a brand really is this a verb or an emotional state. So you have the consumer right now, their emotional state with their, you know, heightened primal brain that is this in this intensified state of um, fear, anxiety, and uncertainty, for example, they're looking for right now something to bring into their life that's going to restore um, stability and control and certainty. So the brand now needs to position themselves to help the to help their consumers to regain that uh, level of uh, control back in their lives that uh, is so important that everybody is looking for right now as they look to make sense of the new normal and especially, you know, what's going to unfold moving into the future. Uh, yeah. And Felix, on that note that you're bringing up, when you're working on neuromarketing like this and neuroscience, is it helpful to talk about and recognize the feeling that they're having, the primal feeling, whatever it might be, fear, out of control, anxiety, and say, but if you do this, it's going to help you have a feeling of control and renewed energy and focus. So do you use both of these elements uh, in the process? Yes, you do. So that, that way you increase the effectiveness of the, the brand messaging. So that would be important to obviously address what type of emotions that people are feeling so that they feel acknowledged that they're not alone. Because I think a lot of people, especially with the social distancing, um, you know, one of the the main uh, challenges that people are feeling right now is that they don't have the same type of in-person connection and communication that they normally did prior to COVID-19. So, you know, just letting people know that, um, let's say, a brand or a company understands where the audience is coming from and some of the struggles that they're dealing with, and then being able to provide the solution to their to their most pressing and relevant challenges is something that is, um, you know, can be very, very effective. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm always uh, just totally amazed how fast these podcasts go, and we're mm-hmm. at the end of the podcast already. We've had a great session today, a lot of good thoughts. Any final tips you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Felix? Absolutely. I think it's just understanding that the primal brain or the subconscious mind has such a big role in terms of our decision-making process that it's um, you know, something that we should all strive to understand. And 
unfortunately, if it's not understood, then that could be something that gets in the way of somebody becoming their best. So, you know, that's something that once we understand the source of, you know, a lot of those kind of irrational thoughts that get in the way that prevent someone from reaching those new heights, then that's how they're able to get those breakthrough moments. Oh, terrific. I love it. So how can people find out about what you're doing? Absolutely. So the best way is to um, be active on LinkedIn. You know, if you search Felix Kale, um, I'm more than happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. Secondly is I also have a blog on my website. So if you go to happybybrain.com and subscribe to my blog, then I'll actually, um, that's a great way to keep updated on the newest and the latest uh, news on what's happening in the world of neuromarketing. And the third way is if you want to contact uh, me directly, there's also a contact form on my website that you fill up and it will eventually get to me as well. So, um, you know, those are the three ways that someone could connect with me and also be up to date as to what I'm doing and what's happening in the world of neuromarketing. But all those three ways, LinkedIn is always the best way to connect. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you, Felix. And I mean, we all want to have a happy buying brain, don't we? <laughs> well, thanks for being part of our show today. It's been a delight to have you. I definitely appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. And we wish you the very best in all that you're doing. Same with you. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, there we go. One more element of how we can become our best. I love these different dimensions. And never forget that as you work on these things, your light uh, touches other people. Your example touches other people. As you're working on becoming your best, it literally is an extraordinary impact to lift your world and the world. So we're wishing you all the best. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day. At the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that you can now order your 2021 planners. Uh, You're going to love them. They're 100% guaranteed. And you can uh, order those through becomingyourbest.com. Hit the planner icon for the 20% discount. and It'll take you right to the page and you can order. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.